It's time. Time for questions. Time for answers. Time for facts. Time for opinion. Time for Heather Duplessy Allen Drive. With one New Zealand, one giant leap for business. News Talk ZB. Afternoon. The Glory of Ale women have won their case and Employment Court has found that the six of them were employees, not volunteers. Now, in a typical week, females in the kitchen made 11,000 meals and laundry workers washed 17,000 items. And with us now is the lawyer for the women, Brian Henry. Hey, Brian. How'd you be? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. How are the women feeling about this? Oh, pretty chipper. I think the first quote they had is, yes, she got it, talking about the judge, and she did. She really understands what, and they can see reading the judgment, she understood what they went through. Brian, what does this say? I mean, this is this is the second case to find something similar. What does this say about the Labour inspectorate who went in only two years ago and said that these guys were volunteers? Well, I, I, I was sort of aghasted when I read that report because that's what triggered these plaintiffs off. But you read what we believe, and as the judge in the first case said, a cursory reading sets off alarm bells, read it properly. And there is a clear recipe for suppression of women, enslavement of women, and that's what she's held in this judgment. Now, she hasn't used those words because we can only ask her to say, are oh, they employees? But when you say they were born into and they were programmed from birth and they were doing this and they were only educated to stay there, that looks and sounds to me, in my opinion, like slavery. And that's what, that's what I believe it is. Right. Well, do, do you go after the Labour Inspectorate now? Um, they are, in fact, the first defendant in the case. So we've been going after them from day one, but we had to prove they're employees first so we could then go forward. And what, what, I'm not what does only, going forward I'm look not, like? Uh, well, we're suing them for damages, but we are now looking past that because you know, the judgment says the overseeing shepherd went further, accepting that children are educated so that they're not equipped for the outside world and that part of the leadership strategy is to ensure that children are kept separate from the outside world in order to keep them within the community. Where is the ERO then? Mm. And we're now starting to say, well, the ERO has gone in there. They were a frontline government agency. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the NCEA reports of these women, you know, they've got NCA, 13 clothing units, three mass units, two English units, two science units. Others have got eight home economics, four clothing, sorry, three clothing, four home ec, on it goes. There's nothing here educating them to do anything but to cook, clean and sew for life. ERO has to know that that school was teaching them entrapment, enslavement. Okay. If they didn't see that, what are they doing? Can you hold ERO accountable? Well, that's what we're going to look at because I cannot see how a government agency going in doesn't have a duty of care to the school kids. And if they see little girls being trained from life, and they, they go into the school, they physically see what's there. Yeah. If they couldn't see, as we saw in the view, these little kids and the chain that literally takes them to what the judges found, they just are taught to cook, clean and that. Yeah. But they're educated so they can't go to the outside world. That is a real indictment on a school that the government's funding and ERO were assessing. And yeah. I, I just don't understand it. So clearly not the end of the path for you, Brian. Thank you for your time. Brian Henry, lawyer for the plaintiffs. 
For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.